Hello. It's 5.16 p.m. It's Wednesday. It's September 8th, 2021. I just dropped my pick for me intro music. I'm a certain kind of Irish, so everything I say has got to go up a little bit. Is that how you sound? Oh yeah, yeah, I don't know about that. I'm doing my impression of that, the woman from the Truman Show, who was in that movie called Ronan. And she's playing an Irish woman, despite being American or something. And her version of Irish accent is just to talk like this all the time. What am I supposed to know, am I? You're gonna kill him, don't you? I don't know, do you? Just the whole movie. It kind of, it kind of grates on you a bit. There's a real Irish woman like that. I don't know if she'd be coordinating a team of assassins. I just don't know about it. Oh, you feel like she'd be at the local milk bar? Selling bread and milk for 21p? Yes. Robert De Niro would come up to her and be like, you know, your accent's uh, pretty awful. I don't like hearing it. She's like, what a, why don't you go back where you came from then? You can fuck off. And I can find a different assassin. You won't find someone as good as me. Oh no. You can bet your ass on that. I'm the best. I'm the best assassin. I ambushed you with a cup of coffee. <laughs> Ronan. Ronan's a pretty cool movie. It's it's silly, but it's fun. Okay? So just... Oh, I forgot. Let's check the time. There we go. Mark. 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 Mark! Put your slippers on! Put your slippers on! I can't do it. I can't do Boston. Boston. Boston Red Sox. We chose to go to the moon. We chose to go to the moon. Not because it is easy. But because it is hard. We chose to go to the moon. We choose to uh, uh, go to the moon. You ever notice that Mayor Quimby sounds like uh, that guy? That guy that got assassinated? Kennedy? We choose to uh, uh, go to the moon. You are a uh, good citizen. I think that was deliberate, because then they had the family of, of Joe Quimby, and uh, he had a son who sounded like him too. And you know, the, you know the Kennedys—they have all those, they have all those descendants who a lot of people tried to kill. What's Quimby Junior? Shout yeah, shout yeah! It's Chowder. Say it right. Shout there. I'm gonna enjoy this. Everybody, that punch has been spiked. That's my grandson, displaying the famous Quimby wit, which was once the public hearts, the minds and the hearts of the public. That punch has been spiked. The Simpsons were so good. Everybody, <laughs> that punch has been spiked. Give me that football. Anyway, for those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, or want me to shut up, your wish is granted as of now, because I'm moving on. <sighs> I had a great day today. I just sat behind a desk with a cash register on it, just, just beeping things, just boop. Total cog work. Just turning around, gears on either side. Boss stepped out for a couple of hours and I just rang people up. Boop, boop, boop. Would you like a bag? Boop, boop. Cash or credit? Boop, boop, boop. Anyone who says retail work is hard, it's maybe because they have lots of different jobs to do. 
all the time or because their boss is a bit of a dick. But I'll tell you, if not those things, it's so easy. My job has become so... Ever since I built those shelves and stocked them up, oh, I, I just got to sit behind the, the counter looking nice and being nice to people. That's what you think a job is. Sure, I had to vacuum the shop at some point and get some stuff down top and restock some stuff. Wasn't much work. Tell you that much. I put on, I put on the music I liked. I put on the music I liked. The whole day. What a feeling. Boo -doo 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 -doo. Well, I feel the music close my eyes. I am with you in a flash. It takes hold of my whole So What a feeling. I played that. So, you know, that, that's one of my favorite songs. I'm sorry. It just is. I love Flashdance. I tried to, like, duck behind the cash register and get into one of the abandoned aisles so I could do that punch dance she does where she kind of skips backwards turning her head to the left and right whilst alternating with her left and right arms just punching the sky and as soon as I turned around to do it I came face to face with like a plumber or something and I was like in mid punch I was like oh can I help you and <laughs> he was like yeah I'm looking for a nail and I was like oh yeah let me show you and he was probably just like what am I walking on this guy just having his secret passion time. Take your passion, do 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 do, make it happen. That song's right. Take your passion, make it happen. Take your passion, and make it happen. You might have to have a job, hold down a job in the meantime. But for God's sakes, make your passion happen. Pictures come alive when I call. Oh, 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 what a feeling. I am music now. What a great song. What a great song. It makes me feel like I'm flying on, an, on a hoverboard through, through big fake clouds. And, I'm re and the background's rear projected from like some aircraft. And I'm just sitting there pretending to surf and have a great time. And then, and then, and then some other guy's up there too. Who's up there too with me on another hoverboard? He comes into frame. Oh my God. I pretend to notice him. Hey, dude. Cowabunga. And I surf away under my own power. Who's up there with me? Alice Cooper. <laughs> hey, man. Thanks for coming out. Milwaukee's a great state. Millie <clears throat> the Algonquins called it Milwaukee. <laughs> Has anyone seen Wayne's World? It, well, the Angonquins called it Milwaukee. <laughs> I think that's what he said. It's a wonderful state. Alice Cooper and his band are in full makeup in uh, in the dressing room, in the green room, and uh, they just start all spouting off like tourist advertisement facts for Milwaukee. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. Alice Cooper looks away and just presents his hand like you're supposed to kiss it, like a king. Like a benevolent but powerful king. Which is what he is. He's had his own radio show for like 20 years, hasn't he? It's amazing. Hey there, folks. I like to play golf. I don't mind his voice. I like it. I don't know if I'm doing it justice here. Just cables. That cable for my heater is just going across my feet here. Super interesting, I know. Oh, what a day, what a day, what a day. 
You know, Baker's Delight, the bakery chain, has um these rolls that have like the rolls are split. They're like hot dog buns, and inside is you guessed it, a hot dog. And there's cheese and like sauce, and it's all like baked into the hot dog, and you can get it microwaved and just given to you. It's like a three dollar hot dog. I had two of them today. They're in my belly. That was pretty nice. Today, my uh, my boss, Jack, Chinese man, grew up in China, came here a long time ago. A very warm, nice, energetic, funny, kind fellow. We get to talking because we're both standing there behind the counter, joking back and forth. He... <laughs> I tell him about my mum, who has farmland out here in the state. Jack wants me to ask my mum if he can hunt deer on my mum's land. It's an interesting proposition, I thought. But what, what reason do I have to uh, to turn him down now? So I called my mum, and I was in front of him. I was behind the counter, and I'm like, Hey, mum, I uh, hope you're doing well. Oh, yeah, I'm doing well. It's nice. I'm just, just driving to my job. And I was like, um... A uh, bit of an unusual situation, unusual request, but uh, say what you want. But uh, I promised I'd run up with the flagpole, so here we go. I take a look at Jack, I give him a little wink. He's talking in Mandarin on the phone to someone, you know, he's working his business. I go, Mom, uh, my boss, Jack, he wants to, He he's wondering if he can hunt deer on your property. Or if uh, if you know someone who has a property with deer on it, he can hunt on. And she goes, yeah, I know someone, it's me. Um, he can hunt on my property. If he is indeed the man who hired my son and who makes sure he gets uh, money and stuff, then you vouch for him and you, he must be a good man, so I'll let him on. And I was like, oh, wow. And <laughs> Okay, cool, cool. Uh, all right, we'll sort it out one day in the future when we can do this. I hang up the phone. I, I talk to Jack. Jack is excited. He's like a little schoolboy. He's like, all right, we're, we're going to wake up. We're going to wake up six in the morning. And I take you down, and we we go away for the deer. When do you, when do you think the deer come around? Six, night, nighttime, morning. We get up at five in the morning. We drive. What is it? About an hour? About an hour? Here's my gun. Here's my gun. He's got a his gun. He showed me a picture of his gun. I I I, I couldn't help but yell out, "What are you, ex-military?" I started, and he's he goes, "Shh!" And I start, I just start laughing, laughing loudly. He's slapping me on the back. Shut up. Shut. I'm certain he has a shooting license. That's what he said, but I think he doesn't want to, he doesn't want the customers in this uh, homeware shop to, to hear hear tales of shooting things and uh, deer hunting. Because you know the general populace is kind of skeeved out by that. They'd rather they'd rather the supermarket uh, down the line murders the beef and and uh, murders the cattle in a uh, sort of a concentration camp of sorts. Than, uh, than killing wild... Because, you know, he's talking about killing wild deer. Eating that. I think it's nicer. I think it's kinder to animals. I got nothing against it, so go ahead and do it. But he's in, he's inviting me now. Apparently I'm going to be taking a gun and taking a shoot or whatever. And I'm like, man, I'll come. I'll, I'll come with you. I'm like, what the hell? Let's, let's party. Something tells me in a few months' time I'm going to need more content for the podcast. So let's go hunt some deer at my mum's place. <laughs> Ah, nice day. Interesting day, to say the least. Anyway. What else, huh? (laughs) 
What else? Let me check my notes here. We're going to get into the show. That's right, the show hasn't even begun. I want to talk about... All right, I want to, I want to briefly touch upon our Prime Minister, Scott Morrison. I'm, men- I'm mentioning you by name. I don't usually name people by their full names, but I'm going to use this man's name. I don't want this to be about politics, about one side versus another side. I want this to be about a man. I want this to be about an ideal, about what we expect from politicians, okay? So let's do it. I hear something. I hear that the Prime Minister flies from Canberra to Sydney on some kind of military private jet, as he does, to spend Father's Day with his family. Sure. That's all well and good. Take a private plane. But we're all locked down. We, we're not allowed to take flights anywhere. We're not allowed to go beyond five kilometers here in Melbourne, or I'm pretty sure in Sydney too, to see anyone. And this guy can do whatever the hell he wants. Maybe maybe it would have been defendable if during the worst bushfire, if, if not during the bush, the worst bushfires this country's ever seen, he also flew to Hawaii and had a holiday, which his office denied for like a week. I hate to say it, but what a cunt. <laughs> I don't care what political party is for. I care what he does. I care if he deforests the land and puts up some more Starbucks in all at once or whatever. Takes out trees that can't regrow except for a thousand years. I don't care if he denies money to the places that need it. I do care. But you seem to have to only have the choice to vote in one of two turkeys who's going to do exactly the same thing, more or less. And so, I mean... This is a new segment. It's called Cunt of the Week. And today it's the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison. During the most important things, we have to set an example or show leadership. He does neither and just goes on a freaking holiday. Really far away when we can't do the same. The man should stand in solidarity with the people. Piece of shit. This, this guy is so out of touch. He's so wealthy. He can jet set anywhere in the world at any point for a holiday. I don't know. I feel like it should be illegal if you're an important politician. An important one. Are there any unimportant politicians? Probably. It should be legal to have a certain amount of money, because surely, what reason do you have to look after anyone if you can't commiserate with them and the average person's lack of money compared to you? What a cunt. (laughs) He could have spread this virus from one side to the other. Maybe there's some of you out here out there who think... who think that uh, the lockdowns are stupid and that we shouldn't have them. And if that's the case, you should be mad at him too. Because he's making us do it. And he's breaking it. <laughs> I don't know, where did my point go in this whole thing? And if you think the lockdowns are, are a good idea, then what the hell are you... What the, what the hell reason would you have to, uh, to be okay with a man flying like, I don't know how many kilometers from Canberra to Sydney, potentially bringing the virus from one state to another? State? Territory? I don't know. Area? 
five kilometers I can travel. I can't leave the city sprawl. <laughs> I can barely reach the river. Ay, ay, ay. Anyway, I just thought I'd remark on that. It's. It doesn't feel good to be ruled by a character like that. To be represented by, like a, by a character like that. Who really does whatever they want. And expects the rest of us to follow the rules set out by the same man. The rules presided over by this man. But we've seen politicians do this, haven't we? Time and time again. Politicians going out for restaurants. Going out to restaurants. Going out for haircuts. Doing basically whatever they do during no lockdown. And meanwhile standing by that lockdown. Being complete hypocrites. That's what our Prime Minister is today. A hypocrite. And he was missing without leave. <laughs> Maybe officially missing without leave. He took leave. Well, the whole country was on fire. And I've just I've just been I've just been uh, informed that he's also seems to have seems to have somehow been in cahoots. I'm going to say allegedly. Allegedly he's in in cahoots with the uh, the premier of Sydney and has secretly uh, an attempt at secretly taking vaccines that were meant for Victoria away and use them in Sydney instead. If this is the case, and this is not right. I'm not surprised, however. Sydney seems to uh, be a, bit, a bigger friend of Canberra than Melbourne and Victoria. I don't know. If you're listening internationally, which some of you are, um, I'm sure this is very boring. It doesn't make sense. Maybe you don't even have lockdowns anymore. Maybe you're free again. I assure you we are not. <laughs> We're locked down. I wear a mask all day at work. The Prime Minister... I would say he's also responsible for the fact... He, what did he say? It's not a race? It's not a race to all get vaccinated? Isn't it a race? Isn't it a race to get back to work? To not have a virus anymore spreading around so easily? Isn't, isn't there a race? I think there is a race. He said it's not a race... And he took his time in securing those vaccines for us. And here we are, almost two years later. I don't even know if we're halfway vaccinated in this state. Halfway to where, where, where do we want to be? 80%? 80% vaccinated before we get some of our freedoms back? And even then, I worry. I'm sorry to bring you down, but I worry. Anyway, again, this isn't a left and right thing. This is just like, what's right? What's virtuous? What kind of example should we lead? And we got to show leadership. Come on, Prime Minister. Stop being a big dick. Anyway, that concludes Cunt of the Week. It's you, Scott Morrison. Go to hell. <laughs> do better. Do better, Scott Morrison. Don't go to hell. Stay here and do much better, please. Prove me wrong. I didn't vote for you, but... Uh, God. If you suddenly turned a leaf, I would vote for you. Okay? All right. Moving on. <laughs> I couldn't just let that one go. I know I only have like six listeners, but <laughs> to all of you, I don't know. Take action. Write an angry letter. I know I won't. Okay. Okay. All right, we're over it. We're over it. We're back to the good times. It's warm outside. It's sunny. Sure, I put myself in a dark room and I drew the curtains as I do. Because I'm in a nerve center. Because I want to only see my own thoughts. 
bouncing around. You know you can do that in the darkness. You gotta focus. What's lit up? My phone's on my right, open in my hand. On my left is laptop, also open. I'm ready. I'm focused. I have a glass of water. <sighs> okay, I want to talk about planets. I'm feeling passionate. Today, I'm feeling passionate about planets. Can you believe it? Can you? Do you feel passion for planets? I do. This isn't, this isn't, this sound like a very good song. Do you have a passion for planets? If so, then listen. Ooh. Do the prospect of celestial bodies get you a little excited? If so, then listen here. This is basically the same song as that coffee song I came up with. I don't know, this is part, like, children's TV show. And part, I don't know, radio blah blah. Radio blah blah. Alright. God. God, that's, that, 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 these, these airplane trips, they steam me up. I got to spend Father's Day with my kids. Well, you know what? I didn't get to spend Father's Day with my dad. And he's only, like, 50 kilometers away from me. His family is so far away from him, in one of their many homes, I'm sure they have. What a cunt. Ay, 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 ay. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, you know, while we're, while we're at it, um, for those of you who always thought that uh, that Ferris wheel that Melbourne has, what you see when you come in from the airport, it's for some reason it's in the docks. <laughs> it's in the docklands where all the the nothing is the nothing if you all hated that huge ferris wheel that was part of our skyline basically a ripoff of the uk skyline if you always hated that wheel then i have some good news for you melbourne's giant observation wheel closes permanently after troubled history <laughs> how do you fail at a ferris wheel L listen on victoria's giant observation wheel has become another casualty of covid19 with the Melbourne tourist attraction set to be closed permanently. Oh, Look, it is a bit sad, maybe. Like, I, I was going to go up it at some point, but... Half of me thought it was stupid, and the other half... Doesn't need to ride a Ferris wheel. And the, there's a third half. Um, no, there isn't. The directors of Melbourne Star... They called it the Melbourne Star. I thought it was called the Melbourne Eye, but there you go. The directors of Melbourne Star have announced the Wheels operating company, MB Star Properties, PTY Limited, will go into liquidation this week. Oh, look, I'm sorry. Those are some lost jobs. It kind of sucks. It does. It sucks. Travel restrictions and shutdowns imposed by the COVID-19 pandemic have said to be in the final store for the company. Let's get my English back on. It is star-shaped, isn't it? The global pandemic and subsequent travel restrictions and sustained shutdowns adding to pre-existing challenges of operating amid increased high-rise development and changes in the Docklands area has made it impossible to sustain the business, the statement from the company reveals. However, COVID-19 wasn't really the first of the problems faced by the Dockland tourist attraction. The 120-meter-high structure has been part of the Melbourne skyline for 15 years. More than 15 years. I can't believe it's been that long. But it hasn't been operating for nearly that long. Oh, okay. 
operating. The wheel only officially opened for business in December 2008, two years behind schedule. That's that's about right for Melbourne and Victoria. Everything's behind schedule. Bunch of lazy contractors. <laughs> I don't know how that works. But anyway, it only ran for 40 days before it had to be closed after cracks appeared in the steel frame. Who designed that thing? How do you... How do you was the engineer for that fired? 40 days after construction, after opening, cracks appeared in a steel frame. What a balls up. <laughs> Maybe they were just building it like it looks like a it it looks like it was like me building a building a huge Ferris wheel but like that looks pretty good. That was sturdy, but there's no real engineering and and knowledge of stresses and forces and weather applied to it. It's just the shape of a Ferris wheel. It sh- I, I, bought, I put a lot of metal to it. It should support a bunch of people. How do you screw that up? Melbourne Star was torn down, redesigned, and rebuilt, and only reopened close to five years later. Oof. Imagine the speculative uh, capital this place needed to borrow to uh, get this to happen this whole time. The tourist attraction then left dozens stranded in midair in 2018 when it came to a sudden halt. Well, that's no big deal. Come on, suck it up. Oh, the Ferris wheel I was on broke down and I had to wait up there really high. Some people get bombed out of their whole homes and they have to walk across the Gobi Desert. (laughs) The Ferris wheel broke down. Imagine if you really had to go to the toilet, though. You know what? That is worse. Sorry. Um... I guess you, oh man, just just imagine just being the regular cleaner of that place and just have to clean like a lot of piss and shit like out of a Ferris wheel. It's like, oh my God, every single one, every single one had piss and shit in it. I, I, you, have to, you don't have to pay me more. Look, we pay you the standard rate. I know it's not uh, what you've been, I know you're not supposed to clean human waste out of a Ferris wheel. That's not what you were hired for, but you are the cleaner. And uh, if you check the contract, that is a stipulation. I quit. Then I quit. I used to be a cleaner in public toilets, and I just said no more. I cleaned Ferris wheel. It's not going to be pissing shit in the Ferris wheel. No one will pay $40 for a ride in the 120 meter tall Ferris wheel and then take a shit in it. Why would they do that? They would get fined. That poor guy. The ride was then brought to a series of stops when Melbourne's COVID-19 lockdowns began in early 2020. Yeah, there's been a lot of them. What are we in, number eight? There's been a lot of them. I don't know how anyone survived. The company has said prior to the pandemic, Melbourne Star had more than 300,000 visitors every year it was running. That doesn't seem like a lot. I don't know. Who wants a Ferris wheel over Melbourne? Ah, ah, Whatever. With international interstate tourists making up 45% of business. Yeah, they don't know any better. Of course, they're riding Ferris wheels. They want to get a lay of the land, but they could just go up those tall buildings that we have in the middle. That would be a better use of your money. It's probably cheaper, too, than riding an actual Ferris wheel. Maybe it's all people proposing. How many people proposed in that thing? And now and now that they're divorced... <laughs> How many people got proposed to or proposed to someone on that Ferris wheel when it reached the top? And and now they're divorced or whatever, and they just and they just go back to the site, and there's just nothing there. There's just, like, the ticket office, <laughs> and there's no, there's, they're just dismantling it. It's this, like, great symbolization of a... Uh, Symbolization of um, <laughs> that relationship. It sounds funny to me. I close my eyes only for a moment, and the moment's gone. 
dust in the wind. And that just plays. All we are is dust in the wind. Oh. All right, what's well, the article? Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. I always kind of hated that wheel, but you know, it's tough. It's tough to lose your business. My heart goes out to you. Look, my thoughts, but not my prayers, because I'm not religious, are with you. I Because I just thought of you just now. My thoughts, look, my thoughts are with myself, because I can't give thoughts away. My thoughts are f- for you for the last two minutes, and now they are not for you. I hope that helps. <laughs> We've got enough thoughts. We need more prayers. Quick. Sorry. I said prayer. That would be really disingenuous. I'm not religious. Do it anyway. I believe every prayer has value. Even if you don't believe. All right, fine. I'll pray. Dear, dear Lord and Jesus and and the, the, the lords, please please bless Melbourne Star PTY Limited in their time of liquidation. <laughs> in Jesus' name, amen. There we go. Our, our Father, Hail Mary, Hail Satan. I don't know. Whatever it's supposed to be. Look, I just I just threw Satan in there just in case because um, you know he has power too. You never know. Maybe he maybe he's the one who grants the prayers. Maybe that's why they haven't been working. Oh boy, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I think that every episode. I'm in so much trouble. I've offended everyone. Oh my god. Alright, moving on, moving on. Let's talk about planets. <laughs> Let's talk about celestial bodies. Let's talk about planets. And maybe some moons too. Alright, you know what? There are a bunch of planets. They're all different. They all have fun colors. You can see them in telescopes. How cool is that? We're just one of them. We're one of 19 planets, I'm pretty sure, in the universe. And, uh, oh, there's one that's like a million times bigger than us, and there's one that's a bit smaller than us, and there's a couple that are the same. And some has more moons than we do. One of them, you can't even tell if it's a planet or not. All answers will be revealed now, now that I click this link to find out What's the deal with planets? What's the deal with planets? Planets, planets. Talking about planets, planets. All right. Planets, 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 planets. All right, that's enough of that. That's enough of that. Enough of riffing. All right. All right. I'm looking at planets. Look, I wanted to know. (laughs) I sound like someone on stage. Someone on stage doing a rock concert. I want to know. Out there. 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 What's at the center of Jupiter? Jupiter. I was inspired by Jupiter to write this next song. It's called Jupiter. 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 <laughs> all right. How do I get to Jupiter? This is all about Neptune, baby. I'm interested in you, Neptune. All right. I'm on solarsystem.nasa.gov. Gov. Oh, planets are fake, man. 
planets are fake. You know, look, these aren't these aren't real pictures. <laughs> That's how you know they're fake. The the universe is just a it's a it's a there's a it's a, it's a big it's a big black blanket and there are holes in the blanket and outside is is a is a lamp. And that's, that's what makes the holes. That's what makes the... See, they're not stars. They're just holes in the blanket. That's what the stars are. There are no planets. Show me a planet right now with the naked eye. You can't. That's right. You can't. The telescopes, man, they just have pictures of planets in them. Those aren't planets. Those are mirrors. Shining back at NASA where they have pictures of planets that they made up. No planet theory. 2021. Okay. 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 All right. Where Where the... F- Frig is is the one I'm looking for. Where's where's Jupiter? There it is. All right, I'm clicking on Jupiter in the orbit. All right, show me Jupiter. Jupiter is more than twice as massive than the other planets of our solar systems combined. Yeah, it fits like a hundred thousand Earths or something. Okay, okay. Seventy nine moons. I do not know the name of those moons. I feel like they just gave us, like, the cliff notes in primary school. Which is where your first school is. here. 79 moons. I swear they told me there was, like, six (laughs) when I was a kid. There are six major moons and a bunch of others you don't even know about. Now, let's move. Let's let's learn Italian today. Buongiorno, everybody. Buongiorno, Signora McDonald. Come stai. I don't know if that's Italian. Ele, tanti a te. Ciao. I learned Italian. Moving on. Language classes in uh, Australian schools are a joke. They say the same five things to you every day. Every single person comes out of even high school not knowing a second language. They've been in school for them for years and years, getting A pluses or whatever. I have yet to see a single person come out with even even a little bit of competent language. Really. <laughs> it's a joke. It's like the other countries are watching and like, look, we're doing it. In Shudagong. Mikiamo Christopher. <laughs> so stupid. It's a joke. All right, show me more. You know what? This 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 isn't this isn't helping solarsystem.gov. All right, let's keep that open, and I'm going to open a new one. Show me a planet. All right, what's what's in the center of Jupiter? All right, what's in the center of Jupiter? Whipped cream, apparently. A small administration office. Jupiter Affairs. You've reached Kelly. No, this is Jupiter. No problem. Bye. <laughs> Jupiter Fairs, this is Kelly speaking. Um, about a million times bigger than Earth. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty big here. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Office in Jupiter, you've reached Kelly. Yeah, a small office. That's what's at the center. <laughs> okay, bye. And that's what that's what the office inside of Jupiter does all day. <laughs> What's it like inside Jupiter? Oh, you wouldn't even know because you'd be dead probably. What's it like inside Jupiter? What's at the center of Jupiter? Oh, Cora. I hate Cora. 
the website. You click on them and then you get a couple of information and then they just like, they're like, subscribe. Screw you, Cora. I don't like your model. We don't know for sure. <laughs> we don't know for sure what's the center of... Thanks, Cora. Cora with a Q. We don't know for sure, but based on gravitational measurements of the planet and our understanding of the early solar system, we believe that the core of the planet is a mixture of pop rocks and vinegar. No, it's a mixture of rocks uh, swept up by condensing mass as it orbited the sun and hydrogen that's been so compressed greater than 4,000 GPA. I got a 4,000 on my GPA. <laughs> I'm going to be a doctor. A super doctor at the center of Jupiter. <whistles> super doctor at the center of Jupiter. 2020 million. <whistles> super doctor. We'll be right back. It has undergone a phase transition and become liquid metal like the T-1000. Call to John. Call to John. John Connor. John Connor. I'll be back. Call to John. How's Wolfie? Wolfie's fine, sweetheart. Your stepmother is dead. <laughs> Dun 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 Dominator two. Up until recently, our estimates have been that the core of Jupiter is about fifteen times the mass of Earth. Really? It's like a million times bigger, but fifteen times the mass. All right, Jupiter's light. Jupiter's hollow. Jupiter is amazing, and it is about five percent of the mass of Jupiter. What? Oh, I don't care. Let's keep reading. However, scientists have been able to create metallic hydrogen in the laboratory. They were able to do it at lower pressures than expected, about 270 GPA. 270 GPA. I'm going to be a welder on a ship. It's not the best life, but it's my life. It's my life, and I'm a ship welder. I make sure the ship doesn't take on water. I got a 270 GPA. It's... My life. Life is like an open highway. Frankenstein, I did it my way. I'm gonna wear blue jeans until I die. Is my life. Whoa, whoa. Boo, doo, 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 doo. It's ain't a song for the broken hearted. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> doo, 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 doo. This just means that the sea of metallic hydrogen on Jupiter may be more vast than we expected. But what's in the core of Jupiter? Hmm. <laughs> okay, well, there we go. There's an answer. Here's another question I have. What is... Isn't Neptune... Isn't Neptune a, a big ocean planet? Does that mean I could take a boat and sail the sea of Neptune? Surely it doesn't have seven seas. Surely it has one sea because there's, like, no land. What's that noise? I think someone's singing tunelessly in the backyard. Oh well, that's their business. Um, now, oh, maybe it's me singing, <laughs> singing Bon Jovi, also tunelessly. Okay, uh, is Neptune ocean? Neptune, Neptuna. Are there, are there Neptuna in Neptune? Have you gone fishing for the great Neptuna? Twice as delicious and 400 times as big as it. It's too big to actually capture. 
it will swallow you whole, and you will taste as tuna of the sea to them. Humans of the sea, they call you, if you understand that reference. Neptuna. Neptuna is all mercury and only trace amounts of fish. Neptune. Neptune ocean. Is, is Neptune ocean? There we go. Is it an ocean planet? Um, are there oceans on Neptune? Universe today. Smaller and cooler than the gas giants. I'm smaller and cooler than a couple of people. <laughs> yeah. Neptune and Uranus are classified... Why do they call it that? Uranus. Uranus. To anyone who calls it Uranus, you just... It's obvious what you're covering up. Come on. Don't worry about it. Neptune and Uranus are classified as ice giants. It's well-worn territory. Um, it's a good name since they do have large quantities of water ice mixed in with largely hydrogen and helium atmosphere. A helium planet. Welcome to Neptune. Welcome to Neptune. <laughs> it's a helium planet. When I was a little girl, Grover Cleveland was president. That would be a hilarious planet. Everyone's speaking in high, squeaky voices. There's a v there's very little water at the cloud tops, but the percentage of water increases as you descend towards the heavier core. Could there be a layer on Neptune with enough pressure and temperature for liquid water to form? Oh, is it just gas? I thought there were oceans. Is that because Neptune is the god of the sea? And it looks like the sea because it's blue. It's stupid. He's got Neptune blue eyes. Has anyone ever said that? Is that a thing? With enough water pressure... No, with enough pressure and temperature for liquid water to form in vast oceans. And if not Neptune, what about a Neptune-like planet? I don't really know stuff. It's an ice giant? Really? Neptune's just a bit of everything, isn't it? Hmm. It's a frigid 50 degrees. I'm guessing... Oh, above absolute zero. Okay. I guess that's low. Hmm. Trace amounts of water is visible. All right. Well, this isn't going to help. So let's let me ask: Can can I sail a boat on Neptune? Well, of course, with enough snacks. <laughs> with a boat, snacks are your only concern. Snacks liquefy on Neptune. It's the atmosphere is perfectly breathable, but anything that's classified as a snack will liquefy in the harsh environment. Without snacks, one cannot sail. Can I sail a boat on Neptune? I'm asking for a friend. His name is Elon. Can I take a boat to Neptune? If I could, I'd be I'd, I'd get an amazing, really fast boat, really fast boat, and I'd I'd, I'd get a power motor, and I'd I'd see see how fast I could go around the whole of Neptune. I'd probably do it in five point four seconds with my new Tesla Tesla speedboat. I'm gonna go over the over the whole. But hold down, Neptune. It's going to be really fast. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Billionaire Elon Musk tweets out that he could take a speedboat, an electric speedboat, from Tesla around Neptune in 4.5 seconds. Tesla stock boosted a million jillion points. It's not a coincidence. Uh... <laughs> Four steps to renaming a boat. Oh, not, not naming a boat again. Yeah, you have some good keywords. Boatnames.com. 
You always get back. It always comes back to naming boat. What would you call a boat? What would you name the first boat on Neptune? I'd call it the SS because it would be a steamship, definitely. Um, the SS, no snacks. <laughs> nice one, nice one. <laughs> righteous, righteous, righteous. Can I sail a boat on Neptune? This isn't helping because I think they're thinking about the god of the sea. Can I put a boat on? Can I? Can I? Can I boat on Neptune? <laughs> can I boat on Neptune? Please tell me. No, you cannot boat on Neptune. Boating not... It's, you can't take a boat on Neptune because it's not allowed. <laughs> I mean, of course you could. It's actually world-class boating out there. The, the water is calm. Oh, the Neptune are delicious. Oh my god, it's amazing. But you're not allowed. There's a little police force on, on Neptune and they will arrest you if you try to... They have boats, but it's only to catch illegal boaters. They want to preserve the uh, habitat of the Neptuna. And of, of which there is only one. And it just sails around, hoping not to get caught by a tiny little hook. On the fantastical world of Neptune, boating is not allowed. I don't know what's allowed, because it's only ocean. But it's not ocean, because that's what we learned. <sighs> what a confusing planet. All right, well, you know what? We'll just have to, we'll just have to chalk that up to... We'll, we're never going to know. You know, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. <laughs> we'll never know. Science is not as clever as I might be if I just took some time and figured it out. Science does not have all the answers. All right. I'm giving up on Neptune's ocean. What else do I want to know about planets? I think that's it. I think I have no more curiosity about planets. You know what? Screw planets. I don't have a passion for planets. I got a passion for fashion. Let's try on some outfits, y'all. Thumbs up. This shirt. Thumbs down. No way. I think we've found your outfit. Yes. Yes. Clap, clap. But we haven't seen it. It's not revealed until the big dance. And then the dry ice falls. And there's a mirror ball. David Bowie's playing. Such a sad Deep in your eyes, a kind of pale jewel. Open and close within your eyes. I'll take the moon in your eyes. And then everyone turns towards the door. And even more dry ice comes to the door. And it opens the door. And there she is. Some beautiful lady. And she's wearing the outfit of everyone's dreams. And the guy looks. He can't look away. He can't. And he walks up to the girl and he's speechless, his mouth hanging open, and he's like, <sighs> and she's like, do you like it? And he's like, well, and she's like, well, say something. And he's like, wow. <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> and then they dance and they live happily ever after. Until one of them changes. And then we'll see. It was the correct outfit. That's why I did it. The sequins reflecting the light of the mirror ball. What was that noise? The guy tripped a little thing. All right. What else do we want to check out in this podcast today? What else do we want to look at in tow? Is there anything else? Is there any other things? You know, I think I've run out of things to talk about today. Let's go to the emails. Have your say on the whatever show with Christopher by uh, emailing me at whateverwithchristopher at gmail.com. Please. Tell me how the show is going. Give me ideas for the show. Tell me what I'm doing wrong. Hell abuse at me. It's all fair game at this point. I will read it because uh, I, am, I am thirsty for emails and I just don't get them that often. 
But something tells me I've got one, because I looked and there was one in there. So let's hope it hasn't gone somewhere else. Let's hope it still sticks around, waiting for me to read it. Because emails aren't cats. They're not alive. <coughs> oh, I'm just choking on that joke, sorry. It was so bad. Okay. Google. Why don't I have this up on my laptop? Because I don't want to do more. I, I, want the, I want the work to be during the show. I like to multitask, okay? Five minutes every episode of this show is just me looking up stuff. You do a show one hour every day. Then tell me how easy it is. Shut up. <laughs> I don't get paid enough for this. Or do I? As of tomorrow, maybe you will all donate a ton of money to me. <laughs> all six of you. Um... <laughs> Yeah, you can you can uh you can go on Patreon and uh pledge donate to me on a monthly basis. Uh it'll be automatic. You can uh it's very secure and safe. You can punch in your little details into that into that website. You can search whatever with Christopher at Patreon and you can donate a little money because this is an ad-free podcast. I do it for free, but maybe I'd like to do it for money. Your money. <laughs> yes, you, your money. You've been specially selected to send me money. The first thing I'm buying when I have enough money, I think there's about $9 in there right now, so yeah, it's a start. When I have enough money, the first thing I'm going to do is buy a nice pair of headphones, because uh, I do this podcast with headphones. It, they are a big part of the show. But I borrow these ones, and they hurt my ears, and they could be better. I wouldn't mind a decent pair that I didn't borrow, and don't have to give back constantly. So let's do that. Everything else I already own, so um, I'm not going to put on your bill, okay? And then, who knows, maybe one day I can quit the shop and go out there and generally, regularly get enough life experience to put more things on the show, rather than just the whims of a frustrated mind. So, let's go over. Also, well, while I'm loading up this email, <laughs> hey, hey out there, sharing is caring. Show people the podcast. Get them to listen to my show, because... I don't think we've had a new listener for a while, as far as my analytics tell me. So let's, uh... Let's get the show around. Let's get it spread. Please, if you're listening to the show, find someone else who might enjoy it, and give it to them, and tell them to spread it too. And then this thing will spread... Like you-know-what. Butter. It'll spread like butter on a warm trumpet. Alright, I got an email. I got an email. It's a short one. It's a short one from Sandwich Man. Hi, Sandwich Man. Thanks for writing in. All right. He writes, Hey, Christopher. That's me. Your show brings me a lot of joy. Ah, It's like Marie Kondo. Don't throw me out. Just fold me neatly and put me on the jaw. It's back a joy. It's back joy, so I keep it. <laughs> Hi. Okay. Hey, Chris. Look, I'm going to... Look. I don't agree. I think if you do a Japanese impression and, it, and you, you're doing it for... <laughs> you're doing it in love and in fun... Then you can do it. Okay? It was a short one. Pipe down. Hey, Christopher. Your show brings me a lot of joy when I, when I am driving home from work each day. Oh, my God. I'm reach, I've reached your cars. That was my fantasy, is that if I ever did a show, is that I would, um, I would talk and people would listen to me through their cars. And they'd be like, oh, yes. Get me home. Get me around. Because that's why I try not to do too many police car impressions. Especially Australian police cars.
Uh-oh. Uh-oh, who's behind you? Who's behind me now? Who's behind me? Stay out of my personal space. Rule one, stay out of my personal space. Yep. That's what an Australian police car sounds like. It sounds like a, a, a dude whistling. Very irresponsible, because I can just sit in the back seat and whistle, and then, oh, oh, where's the, where do I have to pull over? I don't know. Anyway, let's stop doing that. Now. Your show brings me a lot of joy when I'm driving home from work each day. Thank you for your work. Yeah, well, it's important work. It's essential work. I do my bit. I'm just rolling up my sleeves and doing my bit for the country. I'm rolling up my sleeves, grasping a microphone in one hand, putting it on a shoebox. I'm just doing my bit. I'm just doing my bit. Australia's all let us rejoice. For we are young and free. I have a really important question for you. Alright, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm sure you're familiar with the game Fuck, Marry, Kill. Explicit. Click. Where you are given three people's names and have to choose which you would have to fuck on, marry, which which you would have to fuck on. <laughs> I never heard someone said fuck on. I would like to fuck on that chick. Sounds good. I'm going to have to use that. Uh, you got to fuck one. I'm sure you're meant to write. Marry one and kill the other. All right. One you got to bang. One you got to get married to. I mean, can you divorce the one you marry? Because that's how most marriages end, right? Marriage is a joke. <laughs> most of them end in divorce. I don't know. Is it, a, is it weird to think that if you marry someone, you should kind of get forced to stay together? Because then there'd be less dumb marriages all the time. Seems kind of wasteful. But who's to say you can't be happy? I don't know. It's, it's an old concept. Marriage. Marriage. It brings us together. Marriage. <laughs> I love Princess Bride. Okay. All right, you got to marry one, fuck one, kill one. Okay, cool. Let's do it. With this in mind, my question is, if you had a gun to your head and you had to choose, how would you handle this trio? Lieutenant Commander Data, Lieutenant Commander Geordie LaForge, Lieutenant Commander Worf. Okay, so those are characters from Star Trek The Next Generation. I know that for a fact. Lieutenant Commander Data. Lieutenant Commander Geordie LaForge. Well, it's Lieutenant Commander LaForge. That's what it is. And it's, you've written it Gerodi. <laughs> Geronimo. <laughs> Lieutenant Commander Gerodi LaForge. Lieutenant Commander LaForge. And Lieutenant... Well, which LaForge? Oh, it's Gerodi LaForge. Okay. Lieutenant Commander Worf. Yes, I'm making fun of your spelling mistakes. Look, it's a short email. i got to do something. Sorry. Sorry, sandwich man. Lieutenant Commander Worf. All right, well, um, for those of you who don't know, Data, Lieutenant Commander Data is uh, an android man. He's very much like a man, but, uh, you know, he stays clean, so that's good. Uh, he's an android man. Lieutenant Commander Geordie LaForge is, uh, he's blind. He wears a visor that looks silly. Um, he's kind of shy, I guess. Geordie LaForge. Uh, he, yeah, he's blind. He's black. I don't know. I guess if that matters. <laughs> Lieutenant Commander Worf. And Worf is an alien. And he's kind of... He's kind of like part man, part... I don't know. Like wolf? Maybe like wolf gorilla? Something like that? He's also black, but I guess... I don't know. I don't know if Klingons have black people. I don't know. Race isn't really an issue in uh, 
in the Star Trek universe, unless we're talking about like aliens versus other aliens. Like that, that's that's that kind of racism. They, they don't really bring it up anyway. So uh, yeah, Worf's kind of uh, aggressive, <laughs> kind of stubborn. He also talks like this, Captain. Captain, I don't believe we should do that. Nonsense, Commander Worf. We proceed as planned. Okay. Fuck, Mary kill. Here we go. Let's speed through this now. I've done it enough. All right. Who am I fucking? <laughs> These are all men, but uh, I got to play. So here we go. Who am I fucking? Who am I fucking? <sighs> Probably don't want to fuck Worf. Although he might do a great job because he's he's got a lot of energy. You only have to do it once as well. So all right, who do, well, we'll we'll start with who I want to marry. Who am I going to marry? Who's the best choice to marry? I think I get sick of Wolf. <laughs> He's so stubborn. Um, I'm sure I could tell Data to act like a woman forever and he would just do it because he has programs. My programming allows me to be a woman. I have no ego to bruise. And then maybe... Uh, that would help, and maybe he could change his person. No, he's he's kind of got a personality. Yeah, see, see, it's not right. It's not it's not good for human rights that I change data. So I better just accept him as he is. Okay, uh, Geordie LaForge. God, who who am I gonna marry? I don't know if I could marry Data. I saw him try to have a relationship once, and it didn't really work out well. Like he was, he didn't really feel things. He was just going for the motions. So I guess on that, I have to, I have to date Geordie. LaForge. My housemate's name is Geordie, so um I had to I had to add that onto the end. Um Yeah, I guess I'm marrying LaForge. <laughs> Alright, cool man. In that case, uh Yeah, cause cause LaForge is kind of romantic, right? He's not he's not he's easy on the eyes. Um later on his eyes get to show. He gets uh, implants in his eyes or something, so you get to see his eyeballs, that's nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I'm marrying Geordie LaForge. Uh, tell you what. I'm gonna fuck Data. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Ah, you know what? No, no, I'm gonna have to fuck Wolf. <laughs> Sorry. I am. Um, because, uh, Wolf... I feel like he'd do a good job. <laughs> he'd respect me, surely. Hopefully he wouldn't break me. But, uh... And then I gotta kill Data. And I I, I chose to fuck Wolf mostly because, um... Look, spoiler alert. Skip over the next five seconds of the podcast if you want to avoid this spoiler alert. But, um... Data, Data dies, like, later on the show. So I feel like I might as well kill him uh, with the foreknowledge that he's gonna die. Not knowing that, I might, uh... I might kill Wolf and fuck Data. But um, we're talking like I don't know. I, I guess I have knowledge of the future, so um, now you know. But I, I definitely married Geordie. <laughs> okay, there you go. There it is. Thanks for the email, Sandwich Man. May you continue being a Sandwich Man forever. All right. Um, well, that's all my emails. <laughs> There's only one. We're coming right on the hour too. Look at that. I guess the show's gonna finish strong today. A rare treat for you all. I'm just gonna. <sighs> Just gonna think I'm gonna run out the clock with the theme song because with the closing music because I don't wanna I don't wanna jam more stuff into it. I wanna keep it strong. 
So, if you're listening, still, um, I don't know. Keep your chin up. <clears throat> Keep on trying. Keep on doing your thing. Keep trying to find things to be, um, interested in. Take your passion, make it happen. Talk to you tomorrow. Has it been an hour? Oh, thank God it has. One hour every day. That's the promise. <laughs>